Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode number 156, Disney at Home. I am Tom and joining me today is Matt. I thought today's episode was going to be called The One Without Pete. Well this would be like the, it's more than One Without Pete, but anyway, obviously we have Matt with us and no Pete today. But normally we are three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop and men... Let's do Disney. All right, Tom, I got a quick question for you. Obviously, this is March, month of March. I'm most notably known for college basketball. As you know, last year we did not have an NCAA basketball tournament. This year, or any future year, would you rather give up a trip to Disney World throughout the year for an entire year or March Madness for an entire year? Which one would you give up going forward? Yeah, I think going forward, I, I would give up a, a trip to Disney. And, you know, my, my background, you know, I, I love college athletics. I love college basketball. And I try. My, my wife is gracious enough to let me do something with my buddies, whether that's us hosting or us going somewhere every year. So that's kind of uh, – and my anniversary is around this time as well. And so March Madness kind of leads into that. It's a good reminder when you when you get that first weekend of games that – Oh man, my, my anniversary is uh, is a couple weeks away. So yeah, I, I would probably give up a trip to Disney. And I think the answer is obvious for you, right? Yes, actually I was thinking about it and I was actually going to ask you another question. But yeah, I mean, for me, I would I would give up a trip to Disney, which is crazy because we have a Disney podcast, but I'm so like starved for March Madness and, and Silly Basketball Tournament and Buzzer Beaters and Cinderella's. Yeah, and, and we're we're right in the thick of it right now. So it is, uh, you're going to get your, you're going to, you're going to get full. Your appetite will be full. So one thing I was going to ask you though, and this is just a little, you know, start the episode. Do you think having an annual pass helped you get through March Madness last year? Cause I mean, Disney, I guess, did, did Disney close right away the same time? Yeah, so Dis- yeah. Disney closed in, um, is March or April. So right around there. So it didn't necessarily help me get through the, the lull of no March Madness. I, I'll tell you, we took a lot of, we, my wife and I took a lot of walks. We, uh, that Christmas we had bought, you know, kind of a, a full gym that we were going to put in the garage. And, and I installed that. My wife and I did that one day and, you know, so that was you, kind of cool. Have you got we, completely we ripped? No, no, actually I have not. I, I've, I've gotten pretty serious about it this, this month here, but no, I've not gotten completely ripped. I am, um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lazy in general. So it takes, it takes a lot for me you know, I'm very, I, I work really hard in my job. I work hard on the podcast. I work hard in a lot of aspects of life, but, you know, working out is not one of them. I, I was kind of in a position through high school and college where I, I, I was told I had to work out and I had to stay in shape for sports. And now that I'm out of that part of my life, it's kind of fun to be a, a couch potato. Working out just feels like work, right? Yeah, well, it's not fun work. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd rather work than work out. Yeah. That, you don't get true. paid for it, but um, no, but I mean, I'm excited for this episode in particular because, Tom, you've gotten some stuff that you like to do at home, which you probably learned a lot of this during the last year when we didn't have March Madness and we didn't have Disney World to, or you didn't have Disney World to go to. I hadn't been forever. But so talk about the, the topic tonight and what you're what you're hitting at so we can all be on the same page. Yeah. So, you know, I said Disney at home and that's a that's a little discreet or discreet, I guess would be. I was going to say descriptive, but that's not very descriptive. It's more discreet. 
on what I'm actually referring to because we've done an episode of what do you do at home to kind of keep the Disney magic alive. We did that, you know, right when right when the lockdown started to happen, and and I will certainly touch on some of those things. But my wife and I'm laughing because uh, a few minutes ago I asked her to send me this list that she, we we had built on her phone. And she also said, here's the list, but I'm locked out. She actually locked herself out of the house, so I had to go let her in. But anyway, I'm going to be talking about some things we do in my household to keep Disney alive at home. And and I'm not going to just reiterate the points we made in the past. I think more specifically, we're going to talk about the fact that we take the drinks we've had at Disney that we've liked and the food items, specifically the snack items that we've had at Disney, and we try to recreate those at home. Uh, we've done a 4th of July celebration where we recreated uh, one drink at least per each country in the World Showcase. And, and we have, uh, we've done a lot, of the, a lot of the food items that we like as well. And, and we're kind of looking at doing a, a day at Disney, you know, where we live, you know, kind of, kind of a joke. But do like a, a backyard party day at Disney and have a lot of these available. So before we get to the main topic and some of the items I do want to talk about, we will uh, we'll hear from our sponsors. Unfortunately, not a ton of news to hit on right now. Um, if if that changes, we will uh, we'll be sure to hit on that in the next episode. But right now, we're going to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando, and the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Alrighty, so let's let's dive into the topic here. Matt, some of these are going to be items you have not had the opportunity to try. You've heard us talk about uh, some of our some of our favorites within Disney and some things my wife and I have tried. And I am not going this is not going to be a a uh, cooking show via via a podcast. I'm not going to go down the recipes, but what I'll tell you is I'll go down a list of, of drinks and food, no particular order, and name some things. And there are great Disney recipes online. And I'll, I'll elaborate on some of them because some of them are kind of funny. But uh, we'll start. I think this last go around, we went to Disney in December. We being my my wife and my mom, and there was a drink called Christmas on a Beach, and it was served at Baseline Tap House. Highly recommend this being a beverage that uh, that you that you make at home. My wife had it. It's it's definitely not my personal cup of tea, but it is a, a hot seller at Disney, and it's something that I think you guys should try to try to recreate at home. Um, it is, if I remember correctly, it's a vodka beverage, and so you will you will need that. That's kind of a necessity to making it. I laughed that my wife wrote down what I ordered that day. I ordered a bourbon and coke, so I think we all know how to make those at home. But I'll tell you the other the other thing at baseline that I think 
um, they do a great job of. And Matt, you and I have have tried to make these, and our wives are much better than than we are. They do a killer charcuterie board. And if you're going to do a, a day at Disney, but in your own home, I think it's a must. So, yeah, I mean, charcuterie, char- charcuterie board's a hard word to say, by the way. Um, it's funny, I've, I've seen on, you know, different memes lately that a charcuterie board is just a Lunchable that went to Harvard, which I think is pretty funny. Um, and you obviously need a Harvard degree to pronounce charcuterie board as well. But... Um, Tom, since I haven't had a lot of these, one of the fun things I was thinking we might be able to do is you kind of tell the name of the snack or the beverage and let me predict what it is. So I'm trying to think of, you know, what Christmas at the beach or whatever it was, Christmas, was it, was it Christmas on the beach or Christmas? Yeah. Christmas on the beach. I'm thinking it has to have some kind of like Christmas spices in there. So maybe, uh, maybe some so like I fig. Will- and, and then also you. some vodka. So you gave me that. So I'm wondering if it's like a like a spiced fig. Is it a warm drink or a cold drink? I feel like it needs to be a warm drink, but I just don't know about warming vodka. So it is not a warm drink. I will read. I'll read the ingredients. I'm not going to tell you how to make it at home and, and what all it looks like. But there is, and I was wrong on the vodka. So I'm glad we we actually decided to look into this. Christmas on the beach is Parrot Bay coconut rum with blue. Curacao and pineapple and cranberry juice served in a souvenir uh, cup with a glow cube. I don't know why you wouldn't like this. Number one, this sounds this sounds very fruity. It sounds very taste tasty, and it doesn't sound like anything about Christmas unless you're just on the beach at Christmas time. So I'm not really sure how they got the Christmas at the beach. It just it just means a beach drink. I mean, Jimmy Buffett would approve of this drink. Look, it's uh, it's called Christmas on the Beach, and I'm not, I'm not going to tell Disney what they can and can't call things. So those are a couple items, and and I really, I've never heard the the lunchable, the the lunchable comparison on a charcuterie board, but that is really accurate. I can't wait to tell my wife that. So the next one, and you've heard us talk about this on the Patreon, and you've heard us talk about this drink on the. On our normal episodes, these episodes, the fuzzy tauntaun at at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I I think I told a story on the Patreon. If if you're not listening to that, you can uh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon. And there's a ton of content there as well. We're doing four episodes a month on Patreon now. But there is a foam. There's a buzz foam on the Patre- on the uh, fuzzy tauntaun. My wife and I looked at ordering the the plant that actually makes this foam, but I, at least the recipe we read. If you do it wrong or the foam stays out too long or you drink it too early, it can be poisonous. So we elected to, to stay away from this with our day at Disney. But this is Ciroc Peach Vodka, uh, peach schnapps, simply orange with tangerine, uh, pure cane sugar. And then the best part is the buzz button tingling, the tingling foam, the buzz button tingling foam, foam they the, put on The it. buzz what? It's a lot to say. I, I'm we're on FaceTime right now, and I'm I'm showing Matt a picture of the actual. Oh, I, I, I mean, I've I've heard you guys talk about this a lot. And the last Patreon or a Patreon a couple episodes ago, I can't remember where we're at now, but I talked about this is one that I would love to order for my wife just to just to watch her expression if I just don't tell her anything about it. She's like, "Babe, this is the best drink at Walt Disney World. Everybody loves it. You got to try it." Um, 
So I, I mean, you kind of you kind of told me what's in it now, so I know, so I can't guess. But this one's just so interesting to me that I would have to try it. I mean, how long does your tongue actually stay numb for? It's it's not that long. I mean, it, it's just that you you take a. Now that I'm kind of a pro, I know how to drink the drink. But when I first drank it, you know, I, I, I obviously the foam is overflowing out the top of the glass, so you kind of like work your way around the foam and then tilt it to drink. Now. I'm like a I'm like a foam monster, like you know the Cookie Monster. I just eat all the foam before I even drink the drink. It's and and Pete and I talked about this on the Patreon. Will they put foam on any drink in in Ogus? Because if so, I've missed a golden opportunity. I would have foam on every drink I ordered. I would I would buy a cup of foam if I could, because they just scoop it out of a container and and plop it on the drinks. It's incredible. So what what was more surprising, the first time you tasted this drink, or the first time you had Aquavit? In Norway. Okay, so it's the, there's two ways to look at surprising. I mean, surprising is like pleasantly surprised. I'm very much enjoying my time. This drink. Surprising as, did they pour this beverage through a dirty sock and then make me drink it? <laughs> that, I see Matt about to spit up his, his drink. That That is, um, yeah, that that's kind of what Aquavit was like. So a couple others that you've probably heard us talk about, but I'm not going to, th- this is not something I say to bring to the backyard barbecue. Outer Rim and jet juice. I've got much more experience on the jet juice side, but it's, you know, it's, it's basically a, a bourbon drink, a very strong bourbon drink. So I'm going to, I'm going to shift gears and, and look at some food here and, and we'll get back to some drinks, but you know, Germany on the food, on the food side has a lot of things that, that work well at a backyard barbecue. You've got cheese fondue, you've got the pretzels and you have brats. In all of these, you know, you're going to have your your friends come over and say, "Oh, brats, that's not Disney." Yeah, it is. It's it's Germany in the World Showcase at Epcot. That's what it is. So, I mean, get some get some culture. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, if you want to have people over and, and do a day at Disney, that's a that's an easy way to do it, and uh, and bring some Epcot into into your life. Those are th- those are three of our favorite food items that we typically get in the World Showcase, and so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all those things. I mean, and remember, these are things that you can do at home. Um, I mean, fish and chips. I mean, you can get some, some beer batter for the fish and you can get some uh, French fries. <laughs> it's really all it is. But um, I've got a great potato wedge recipe. You can do fish and chips. My wife and I do this quite regularly. I just didn't realize I was celebrating Disney when I did it. You can be if you want to be. Now you as, know. As you kind of, as you kind of look through. I mean, the World Showcase gives you a lot of flexibility on the food front for uh, for remaking foods because a brat is kind of a brat, right? I, I mean, mean, get sushi and you're in Japan. You might that's not. That's right. Know it. You know that's funny because I'm going through the list and su- and and for Japan we have violet sake, sushi, and a a ramen. I guess my wife must have got the ramen. I don't remember trying the ramen. I know I despise the violet sake, and I don't know how you would make this at home. Are you, is it like the color violet, or is it violent sake? It, it is. It is. It it tastes violent to me, but it is the color violet. Okay. Does the sake actually look that color? Does it taste that color? It looks that color. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what violet looks like. It's kind of like purple, right? Like purple, purplish. Yeah. Yeah. 
purplish pink. So, so Matt, I, I like this game here, and I'm, I'm, we're going to switch back to it. What do you think a grown-up lemonade in Toy Story Land is? Grown-up lemonade. All right. I'm going to ask some yes or no questions. Is there alcohol in it? Yes. Yes. That makes sense. It's in Toy Story this reminds Land. Me of, this reminds me of Figure It Out. This is Figure It Out wild. This is Figure It Out adult style. Actually, I mean, I know this is not a Paramount Plus podcast, but I was very upset when Figure It Out wasn't on Paramount Plus. I can watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? I can't watch Guts. I can watch Devil Dare. But um, long story short, um, Paramount Plus, I have it. Um, let's see. So ask the question again. What do you think is in a grown-up lemonade? Grown-up lemonade. A, a grown-up lemonade for me is some Jack Daniels and lemonade. Um, what's in a grown-up lemonade? Is if it I, like a Long Island sh- iced tea? If I show you this picture, does that help or make it more difficult? Is that a r- r- raspberry? R- r- raspberry? So that, that's an inside joke for me and Tom. Um, no, I mean, it, it kind of just looks like a Long Island iced tea. So it is three olives, cherry vodka, all-natural lemonade, and black cherry puree. Do you like it? I love it. Wow, I, w- I wouldn't think you'd like that, but I mean, so as a as a do it at home, you know, you can you can make a grown ups lemonade that you find at Toy Story Land. It's it's one of those drinks where you can't have more than one. It's it's pretty sweet, but in that Florida heat, man, there's something about it. I think that if you're gonna make this drink at your house, you should make fun rules as well. Where if somebody shouts Andy's coming, you have to chug your drink and lay down. <laughs> You might not wake back up, but just lay down. So another item on the food front is Epcot's um, school bread, which can be found in Norway. This, I don't, I mean, I know, I know how to make bread, but I I don't like, I know what, how you would go about making bread, but I would never be able to make bread. And maybe I'm even stretching the truth a little bit. I don't know if I know how to make bread. Tom, what's the first step of making bread? I'm, I'm scrolling right now, looking at a recipe. And I still can't even point out what I should be. You need like you need like here, a bread. I mean, I've watched my wife make this, but do I know how to make it? No. You need batter to meat. Batter. Let me let me milk, explain. Cream. The school bread. The school bread has to me a lot of coconut flavor, but it is uh, it's probably like a combo between a cinnamon roll and a dinner roll. It's it's one of the most popular. It's one of the most popular snacks at Disney World. There is an online recipe about it. And, uh, and you can, you can try it and you can look it up and find it. And as kind of a backyard option for, for doing Disney at home, the school bread's probably something if, if you're familiar with, with the bread making process, you could probably make it. Matt and I could not help you in this department. Not, not even a little bit. So switching over to some of, uh, some of the, the off or out of the park areas. I mean, you know, Matt, some of our favorite places in the park would be like, you know, you you look over at at Crystal Palace or, or Be Our Guest, some of these restaurants where it's it's pretty generic food, but Trader Sam's is a place, the Trader Sam's Grog Grotto, that offers some pretty unique beverages. And if you go to Disney's website, it says temporarily unavailable menu now. But this is you know, if you want to have a, an outdoor party with adults only, 
I think some of the best drinks in Disney World come out of Trader Sam's. So, Matt, I'm going to ask you about a few here and see if you if you have any idea what, what makes these. You ready? Let's go. Yeah. By the way, I used to be a bartender at Ruby Tuesdays back in the day, so my title was a mixologist. So, I think I can do this. All right. So, we're going to look at the Polynesian Pearl. Polynesian Pearl. Can you use it in a sentence, please? I I thought that's what you were going to ask me. The Polynesian Pearl is a classic adaption of a beachy type drink. It has a little bit of coconut in it. It has a little bit of blue curacao. And it also has some rum. Has some rum in there. And let me, let me stop is, you before you further embarrass yourself. It has a wispy white color to it. So the Polynesian Pearl, I always, I've always compared it to like a, like a, like cinnamon toast crunch. So it's a rum chata. It's got rum chata in it. It's got Grand Marnier and cinnamon with tropical juices. I was getting to that part. That is, uh, that's that's a drink you can make at home. The one thing you, that Disney may have over you, the Pearl is yours to keep at Disney. So the cup that it actually comes in, you get to keep. Uh, I don't know if you want to give out pearls at your uh, at your backyard barbecue. I know when I did the pearl the pearl uh, giveaway in Japan, and my pearl was awful. I cried as a young as a young kid, and they gave me my money back. All right, so here's another one, and maybe if I give you the price, it'll help. Thirty two dollars, the most expensive drink. This is the most expensive drink at oh at uh, Trader Sam's. It is called the Nautilus. Grand Marnier. No Grand Marnier. Okay. Is there a very expensive bourbon in it? There is not. Wow. Is there a very expensive gin? Incorrect again. Vodka. You know, somehow I feel like you're you're missing that Trader Sam's has a lot of rum in their drinks. No, rum was, rum was too obvious. I was trying to go with the not obvious answer. Yes, yeah, so th- there are a variety of rums in this one. It is it is not as uh, as dangerous as some of the other drinks where they where they drop a one fifty one proof floater on them. But the Nautilus, I actually paid fifty eight dollars for last time because I wanted the souvenir mug, which sits in my office now. So hey, tell me, I get tell me, let me see the mug. You're in your office. I got to see this bad boy. I, I'll show it to you after. I'll show it to you. After I don't the feel episode, like. Do you I, feel like it was worth it after the fact? It was. Yeah, it was. I, I very much love it. I've never drank out of it though. So that's me the thing that when you're when you're like an adult, like like a real adult with kids, your kid's gonna knock it over, they're gonna break it, and you're gonna be like, You don't understand how valuable this was. I've never yeah. even used it. Yeah, it's one of it's one of those things that kind of collects dust, but you still love it anyway. But you still clean it off once a month. And so some of, the our, good times. some of the uh, the other things that that kind of stick out to us on our trips that that I would try to uh, try to recreate at home. I mean, the blood orange margarita is a classic. Uh, Pete has has recreated this many times in uh, in the past. The tipsy ducks in love is a is another one that's a classic. And so that's to me that's kind of the food and beverage. I think you go the snack routes and you go the you go the fun kind of outdoor drinks. 
And then you're probably wondering, what else What else is there to do for a Disney day at home? I think there's a couple options. One, I, I think you have to have some of the Disney the Disney scents that you can buy. I think it's called Magic Candle Company that probably has the best reviews. And we talked about this on the Patreon. I know Matt and I did. Pete has that affinity for like the smell of Pirates of the Caribbean. And, you, and Matt's shaking his head because it's I, I know the smell that he's talking about and I too like it, but I'm not as obsessed as Pete. And so that's a candle scent you could buy. You could buy the Polynesian. You could buy, you know, you could theme your candle with your drink. And that's that's a way to uh, to kind of do the Disney day at home. Another thing my wife and I will do, sometimes we'll just, we'll pick a hotel, kind of background loop music, and we'll play that while we're cooking. Or we will, or we'll pick, you know, park entrance music and play that or, or different sections of the park. That kind of puts you in the Disney mood at home. And uh, there's a lot of... A lot of ways you can do that there. I know we've talked about YouTube before. There are a ton of YouTubers that that I watch to get a a flavor of what's going on in the park. Matt probably does a little bit less of that because he doesn't really want spoilers on what's going on in the park. But that's that's another way to do Disney a Disney day at home. What's YouTube? What is YouTube? How does that work? Yeah, we're we're not gonna not gonna walk down this. I'm not going down this path with you. I see your (laughs) smile on your face. Uh, But yeah. There are a couple ways that that you can kind of put yourself uh, in in the Disney World stratosphere from home. You know, I will often write, watch point of view videos, uh, POV. I probably don't have to, probably have to have to say point of view, but yeah, I watch POV videos. Do you find those on YouTube? Yep, you can find them on uh, on YouTube. Just as uh, just as Matt continues to smile and ask and ask questions that are irrelevant to what we're doing here. And then you can always just go with the classic Disney music, you know, throw that on the background and uh, do that for your, for your day at Disney when you, when you do it at home. Well, we've also done a lot of like Epcot, you know, when you're walking into Epcot, we've done, you know, we've done Main Street. We've done a lot of, you know, fun things like that. What's, what's your favorite, like getting the Disney mood kind of music? If you throw on, if you throw on pretty much anything from Little Mermaid Uh, Aladdin or Epcot or Magic Kingdom's background loops, the entrance loops, the, the not the new Epcot one, the, the one that, you know, if you go back to February, even, I mean, we have a new one now. That that probably is it for me. What about you? Oh, man. I mean, obviously you got the, like the classics from, like any classic. I mean, one of my most <laughs> embarrassing moments of my life, I'll go ahead and tell this and. This normally be a Patreon, so if you guys want more stories like this, grab the Patreon. But um, right when I got married, I didn't know my wife was coming home, and I was like, you know what? I've had a tough week. I, you know, lifted a lot of weights and a lot of manly things, and I was like, I'm gonna take a bath. And so uh, my wife walks in, and I'm playing Disney music, just relaxing in the bath, and Under the Sea is playing, and she walks in, and I've never been more embarrassed in my entire life because she was like. What are you? A mermaid? You a mermaid now? And uh, so yeah, I mean, Little Mermaid, one hundred percent. Don't get me fired up. <laughs> that so that is that is typical Patreon content. I don't know that I ever knew this. Story. Were you splashing around too, like a kid? I think I, I played it up after she came in. I started splashing a little bit. Um, and some stuff I can't say on the Patreon or I can't say here. But well, yeah, that. That is um 
that's funny. I, and I'll tell you another funny story about kind of Disney at home. My my wife and I had elected to not go back to Disney. Maybe I, it was either October or November trip of this past year. I can't remember of 2020. And we're sitting there. I'm actually doing the podcast. I don't know if you were on this episode, but we're about to start the podcast. And my wife was like, hey, I'm going to do like a deep clean of upstairs in the house. I'm like, all right. And I hear her blasting Disney music. And I had asked her like 10 minutes prior, like, are you sure you're okay not going back? And it wasn't but three hours after we finished the podcast that we had planned the December trip. And it's one of those things where she got in the Disney mood. She was playing Disney music over the speakers upstairs. And 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 there we were. So sometimes you got to be careful. That that Disney that Disney at home magic can uh, can have you on the website booking another trip, which isn't always a bad thing. Now, if you decide to book a trip when you have some Disney magic, remember there is a payment plan. You can pay over time, and you know it does give you something to look forward to. So we we always encourage booking Disney trips. So the the other thing that that we haven't really touched on, and this would be more. This would be more like a, a Disney day at home, but maybe a Disney night. You know, if you want to do something with your kids or with friends, pop popcorn. If you put it in one of your Disney bowls you've bought or a, a Disney popcorn bucket you have, that always kind of puts you in the mood. And then logging on to Disney Plus, you know, we've had some listeners tell us that we should discuss more of the things that are on Disney Plus. But I mean, Imagineering Story, Matt, I don't, have you watched all of Imagineering Story? Oh, my, Story? my wife and I watched it. We binge watched it. We watched it in probably three or four days, tops. Yeah, so there are there's a lot of good content there that actually talks about the parks, if you want to know about the parks. But then, I mean, there's a ton of good originals on Disney Plus now. There are a ton of classic Disney movies. My wife was going through the decades one day. Yeah, so when my wife, when we first got Disney Plus, she was watching a new well, new to her because she hadn't seen some of the Disney classics. You know, she started out watching Beauty and the Beast, seeing her favorites, and she went through Little Mermaid, but she was starting to watch, you know, stuff like Fox and the Hound. Like, I don't know if she'd ever seen that, but she was watching everything and anything. And, um, yeah, I mean, just always, you know, just start watching Disney and get excited. You know, you have Disney Plus. I mean, we even watch the Disney Channel shows. I don't know if you do that, Tom, but, I mean, when we were little, you know, Disney was – Something we went to all the time. And do you remember, um, this is kind of off topic, but remember watching the Disney Channel and they'd have like the top 10 drops at Walt Disney World. And it'd be like a show that was like, you know, 15 minute like segue between movies or something. And I always was loving it. I, I mean, so much fun. Yeah, and it's funny. I mean, definitely the the outline or, or the expectation for this episode were talking about, hey, what can you make at home for, for food and drink? And it's just... You know, we kind of get back to we get back to what we actually do to bring some of that Disney magic back to us, and I think I think background music helps. And I think uh, you know if we're going to host, like my wife's planning planning this uh, this spring before the summer really heats up to do something in our house where we make a lot of these foods and drinks and kind of do a Disney day, maybe uh, maybe throw a projector up and and watch a movie or maybe maybe have everyone stay the night and and just kind of binge some Disney movies on Disney Plus. There's a couple different ways you can. You can do it for sure. And I'm I'm sitting here thinking, like, we threw out a lot of snacks. What would you do for a main course? One thing that I will probably push the envelope on is recreating Satuli Canteen, the options they have. I, I don't think it would be that hard. The food there is fantastic. That's another one that if you're at home and you want a little flavor from Disney and something unique to Disney, look at Satuli Canteen's, you know, uh, menu and look at some online recipes for what you could do 
and create with that. I think you could have fun with that. If you have kids, I mean, any kind of Disney Disney treats. And my wife to this day, it's kind of embarrassing. Whenever we have pancakes, I get homemade Mickey-shaped pancakes. We don't have a, a Mickey waffle maker. We don't have any kind of any kind of outline that does Mickey. My wife will just make, you know, homemade Mickey-shaped pancakes. And so that's uh, that's how big of a kid I still am. I'm just laughing at what those Mickey-shaped pancakes probably look like. I mean, is this like Picasso Mickey-shaped pancakes, or they look pretty good? No, she does a great job with them. I, I so really recently actually, she was like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna run to the bathroom and, and get the dog. Can you flip this pancake?" And it was a Mickey-shaped pancake. I went to flip it, and obviously, I didn't give it enough support. Both the ears just flopped right off, and so I just had two very miniature pancakes and one. Big, perfectly round pancakes. So that was uh, that was certainly funny. But look, I mean, the purpose of this episode was to give you guys some ideas of things you can create at your home that take you back to the parks. And whatever that is for you, we don't know. I mean, maybe maybe there's a snack at Sleepy Hollow. You know, the Nutella waffles or the the, the chicken waffle at at uh, at Sleepy Hollow, or maybe it's something in the France Pavilion. You know, maybe a just a simple ham and cheese croissant takes you back to the France Pavilion, or or maybe it's the fish and chips that Matt mentioned earlier. Or, you know, this would this would be hard. I, I, I love this style of food, but maybe it's the trio that you did the chips and, and queso, guac, and mild sauce you get in the Mexico pavilion. I don't know. You know, that's that's for, maybe it's maybe it's the bread. Is it the uh is it bread pudding? Is that what you call that? I, I feel like I'm, Yeah, yeah, bread pudding at um Raglan Raglan Road or whatever it's called. Raglan Road or or maybe that's at Ohana. I I'll tell you one funny you know, one thing my wife and I do. We often have Ohana night where I will grill steak, chicken, and shrimp. And believe me, when she says she wants to do an Ohana night, I buy enough food so it feels like all you can eat because we have so much leftover. So I don't know what that looks like for you and your family, but there are some ideas and there are ways if you can't go back to Disney soon to pull up some exotic things Disney makes and make them at home, throw on some Disney music and just kind of let yourself pretend you're, you're somewhere else for a little bit. Yeah, just have a, have a great time, and that's what we do. I mean, Tom Thomas said it. When we have a blast, I and mean, we feel like we're at Disney when we're not, because you know, throw in some YouTube. You might not be like a spoiler person, but you can throw on Main Street. You can throw an old classic. I watched Cranium Command the other day. I just threw that on on YouTube, and it like it took me back to being a little kid. I mean, Body Wars. Like, I mean, go do whatever you want to, like whatever you can find. I mean, heck, Pete would definitely watch the Great Movie Ride. I mean, go back for nostalgia. We, we've we turned every fireworks show in Fantasmical numerous times. Oh, yeah. So that's just a, a little bit of what we want to discuss today. And, you know, I, I think um, there, please reach out to us. I mean, we love hearing from you guys. If there are food items we missed or there are drinks or there are movies, whatever, YouTube, whatever it is, podcast. Hopefully it's podcast. It means you're listening, hopefully to us. So if there's anything that kind of takes you back to Disney, you know, let us know. And, and we just tried to, to give a flavor of, of what we see and what we do that takes us back. But like I said, we can't define that for you guys. We're just trying to give you some ideas in the event that you're like us, you're out of state and you, you can't be at Disney every weekend, every month, every year, every couple of years, but you know, I don't know what and how often you go. So there are just some, uh, some ideas there. Well, Tom, you got any secrets and trivia for us tonight? Of co- of course. Of course. We'll start with the secrets. So uh, we're going to stay in Animal Kingdom. We've had a couple secrets in a row from Animal Kingdom. We're going to stay there with the secret and the trivia question 
uh, for this week. So I'll start with the secret. Did you know the backstory of Harambe is that it was once a military stronghold for Portuguese colonial powers, but it burnt down. Sections of the ground near its entrance are made of a series of white bricks. This marks where the old fort walls in Harambe used to reside before it burned down. This is something I'm, I regret. I, I don't have my annual pass right now because I'd like to to make sure to take a closer look here. I, I knew the general background story, but I haven't. You know, Disney hides details and everything. So if you're going, uh, if you're going to Disney, look toward the entrance um, as you, as you walk into Harambe. It's the old fort walls and um, where, where they resided before it burnt down. So. Going to go to the trivia question of last week, which is probably a top five favorite trivia question that I've ever done on the show for me personally. So the question was, how do humans breathe on Pandora? And so as guests enter the land from Discovery Island, they encounter a large plant known as a Flasca Resolinata. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. One the of those, easy, huh? Yeah, the, the, easy, the easy pronunciation is... The Baja Tickler, which is even funnier. But this plant is interactive and responds to guests touching it. Right now in in a COVID environment, there are no drums or things to touch. But just kind of keep that in the back of your mind next time you go when, when Disney's kind of back to normal. But the plant detoxifies the atmosphere, helping humans breathe in the otherwise poisonous air. Rub the glowing insides of the massive plant pod set up by the Navi, and it spews steam and water, which it still does spew the steam and water. It just doesn't need to be activated by guests. We give it our energy, and it sends good energy back to us. So that's how we breathe on Pandora. I told you guys, try to be really specific, but if you just have, have hit hit a message to us and said the, the Baja Tickler or the, uh, I'm not going to try to pronounce the Flasca word again, but if you sent either of those to us, you were correct on this week's trivia question. Uh, so I'm going to stay in Animal Kingdom on this next week's trivia question. And the trivia question of the week is, where can you find pieces of an ancient fort and old cannons in Animal Kingdom? So I've obviously discussed that Harambe was once a military stronghold. So don't don't send in Harambe. It needs to be more specific than that. So there are pieces of an ancient fort and old cannons. They're, they're pretty clear to see if you know what I'm talking about. Give me the the land at which they're found in an animal kingdom and the actual specific place that they're found in. You can, you can tweet us at Mendu WW podcast or email us at Mendu WW at gmail.com. So I'm, I'm going to DM you the answer because I know it. Well, I will uh, anxiously await that, that DM. Well, that is, uh, that's all for us this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on Twitter at Mendu WW podcast if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendoww.gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We will see you in a few weeks.